All the adventures of a librarian turned sniper, Liberty Schoenhauer, who finds that aliens started the zombie apocalypse. These things happen. She is aided by the great uncle Danny Tuffus Nails, and together they try and save as many people in the book Liberty's Run. Book one is out now at Amazon and Mythmart, and book two is coming soon in August. And now, enjoy this free Jayzo Modcast show. Azeroth. Minton. Zindos. By torture of blood and bone, you are already well known. Your victim's fate is secretly sealed until all their secrets are revealed. I release you from your earthly bond. Go forward now, my evil friend. Mythmaster Beyond. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Well, well, welcome back to the Mythmaster Beyond Show. Boy, do I have a tasty little treat for you today. It's not just everyone who can win the open contract challenge. <laughs> I have the person who's most recently done it. And you know what that means? She's had to put up with Dave Montoya. <laughs> well, no further hesitations here. Please say hello to Peggy Gerber. Hello, Peggy. Hi, thanks for inviting me. Oh, you weren't invited. <laughs> you were lured in here, my dear. <laughs> lured, yes. Mm. So, uh, one of the things that we'll start off with is, um, obviously, you are the most current winner for the Open Contract Challenge. Congratulations. How excited are you about this wonderful accolade? It has actually been amazing. I'm really, really excited. Excellent. Like I said, that's something that a lot of people don't really realize that it is a big deal to get recognized in such a manner. Even, you know, if it's not a big publisher, um, one of my first questions for you was how many times had you been rejected on a book idea before you got hooked up with the uh, World of Myth or the Jaysomon and the Open Contract Challenge? So I had never been rejected on a book idea, but I probably had around a hundred or so rejections for stories and poems. Fair, fair. And I believe the winner, your book is obviously getting published, and now you're actually, I think they have the winner flown out to California for PCE uh, to have your own booth and represent yourself there and 
autographs and the whole spiel. Uh, right, right. Does, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, how does that Yeah, create? I mean, unfortunately, it had to be postponed because of COVID, but oh. I am looking forward to it. Yes, yes, everybody in the COVID, yes. Mm, that's my that that one in the Black Plague have been my favorites so far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so as usual, I've done some digging on your Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do tell us for uh, those of us who aren't cultured. Uh, tell us what's so special about T-neck New Jersey. <laughs> that way. Um, it's a nice place to live. It's right by New York City, so we get the suburbs, but a 20-minute bus ride into New York City for all the excitement. That's my favorite part. I love New York City. Good, good. Now, let's dig in here. It, um, it also said when you wrote your bio that you were suffering from an anxiety disorder. Uh, has that been diagnosed? Yes. And uh, is bear with me. Is that uh, like a mm -hmm. name for it? Is it a certain anxiety, or is it just anxiety in general? Um. So my particular anxiety is health anxiety, and you know that's actually becoming more and more common as people start googling all their different symptoms. And you know, you Google your symptoms, whatever it is. You have a pimple on your arm, cancer. You're dead. You have, <laughs> you have a headache, cancer. Stomachache, cancer. What happens and if, so you, what it's, happens it's if really you like, becoming an epidemic. You know, what happens if you Google, I have cancer? <laughs> it says you have a zit. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, but yes. I, if I, only. Can you imagine what, it would, what would happen if you actually just, you know, if you did Google anything else, it's cancer. If you Google cancer, what do you get? Very interesting. You might have to try that yep. sometime. Um, so you're a registered dietitian, yes? I am. Mm. Now, let's see. Do you honestly feel that healthy eating slash healthy living can prolong someone's life um, even if the genetics are involved? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't been blessed with the greatest genes. My mother passed away at an early age. But I think that, you know, by exercising and eating healthy, um, I'm doing so much better than she ever did. Good, good. Um, again, stalking the Facebook page because that's kind of my thing. Um, let's, hey. let's, let's talk about why this quote is on your... Facebook because it seems like you you know again you're obviously educated dietitian uh -huh. um and again is dietitian is your primary profession yes well actually um I haven't worked in that field in many years after working in the profession for a little while you know I had my kids and because of circumstances you know my son was sick all the time I spent most of my adult life as a stay-at-home mom okay and again that is actually a career. It is a job, regardless of what anybody says. Um, because if you were to provide the same uh, funds for healthcare, or uh, not healthcare, but childcare, childcare, <coughs> maid service, you name it, it all adds up. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about this lovely little quote. Uh, it says, maturity is overrated. Uh, again, oh. 
Marlene Jablon, I think, is, is uh, who you oh, are. Oh, you know what? My cousin Marianne was the first person to say it. And I thought, wow, that's a great quote. So why is it that you feel that maturity is overrated? Oh, well, I raised my children to have the kind of sense of humor that some might think would be a little bit immature. Yes, I, I can understand that, yeah. Um, without, without being gross. <laughs> ah, you raised special people, <laughs> yeah. You gross things, what can I say? Sick, sick and twisted individuals, yes, that's what you're trying bit. to say. A little bit. And, and uh, again, because I saw on there, you, uh, again, you like science fiction. Um, Love science fiction, mm -hmm. So let's ask a really important question. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. That's the wrong answer. But <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Um, the original and the next generation are my favorites. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, Star Wars is okay. Yeah. I, I mean, they both have their ups and their downs. And I think both shows have inspired people uh, and technology in such ways that you know, it can't be a bad thing. Um, because if, take a look at like the flip phones. The flip phones look exactly <laughs> like old tricorders, and they and do. The way they technology do. is advancing, and the crazy thing is, is I've I've heard of people developing a, a religion for the Jedi, but I've not heard of people developing a religion for Trek. But I mean, no. It's it's still one of those things that it is each one inspires people a different way because my heart belongs to Star Wars but I do speak Star Trek yes yes I I, okay. I, I am a fan of the captain of the Picards yes and um, I think he's a he's a good captain I I do enjoy um, the more current movies a little bit uh, not as much as the old stuff you know with Leonard Nimoy and all that but um, right. But again, I, I think that Carl Urban does a good job in, in his role as Bones. And again, um, Zachary Quinto as Spock really nails it. So uh, it, again, going forward and, and they're inspiring new generations. And again, as long as it's when you're lo in love with something like that and, and it inspires you, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you also have... Um, Let's see. Let's talk about something. Now, again, with science fiction mm -hmm. and a lover of that, do you have, like, a love of scary science fiction? Um, so we're talking, like, aliens and Event Horizon. And yeah. Not really. <laughs> I mean, my science fiction stories are mainly about time travel. I do have a little bit of alien in there. Um, a little bit of predicting the future, dystopian stories. Fair, fair. Now, you, you mentioned time travel, and of course that, mm -hmm. is, that is something that often people certainly debate. So, in your, yes. in your experience, do you think that time travel is actually possible? I do not, but I do like thinking about it 
and writing about it and imagining the ways that I would change things if I traveled back. And uh, again, when we talk about time travel, I, I, I would say that I've heard once that it's probably you have a better chance of moving forward in time than you do backwards in time. And, yes, that um, makes sense. Also, <laughs> I think messing with time, you've got so many different theories. You know, you've got the one linear theory where, oh, you're going back to the timeline that belongs to you. But then, right. then if you alter that time, it now becomes a different timeline. And it's right. a different timeline to you because you can't really, you know, screw up the original one. It was already there. Um, and of course, there's the paradox one where if you butterfly effect something, and then yeah. But um, again, science fiction is great in that area in that you can use any idea that you want, uh, especially when time travel is involved. And and sometimes, regardless of the situation, um, you know, yeah, I think there are things that people would like to change, but um, perhaps it's best that they weren't, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the big things that I would change if I could go back in time, I would have started writing years ago. I've only been writing for three years. Now, is that because of a time thing or because of a confidence thing? Confidence thing. Fair, fair deal. But, yeah. now, but now you've got some steam under your wings with winning this lovely championship. Yes, belt. I do. Actually, you know, that's a great idea. I think you should get a championship belt. Don't <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to mention that to Dave. The OCC champion have like a belt and everything that somebody gets. But of course, it's passed from, you know, winner to winner. But, you know, he, right. he's a big fan of the wrestling. So why not make everything right. a big old pop? I, I do have quite a nice plaque. Yes. Oh, you got a plaque for it? I did, Congratulations. yeah. Congratulations, that's a big deal, yes. Um, Alright, so if you did have a scary movie, what would you pick? Like, what? what's something that you're just, you know it's out there, but perhaps you don't want to watch? Mm -hmm. What's something that just would really scare the junk out of you? Well, you know, when I was a little kid, I went to see The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Oh. I had nightmares for two weeks afterwards, and that was the beginning of my dislike for horror movies. With that being said, there were two horror movies as a kid that I actually really loved. Ooh. One was The Birds, right, and one was The Fly. Ooh. I thought they were both brilliant. Now, um, there's two versions of The Fly. You, are you talking about the old school version? The original. Okay. Yeah, the original. Now, out of curiosity, have you seen the one with uh, Jeff Goldblum, the newer one? I have not, no. Okay, so they did remake that, and again, it, it's still, it's, I don't know that that one's more horror than it is suspense, but, uh, yeah. but again, it's still one of those things where you're like, eh, that's not the way that's supposed to be. Um, yeah, and again, The Exorcist is not only a great bedtime story, but uh, again, it's also been remade several times as well, so. Yeah, true. And you know, I actually rewatched The Birds just a few weeks ago, and now that I'm watching it, everybody was a chain smoker in that movie. It's amazing. 
it is interesting if you watch some of the older stuff you will literally yeah. see people smoking next to babies and it was just everywhere yes, yes. and yes. it's crazy how the 50s were it was and again now we've got different things there uh, so yeah it's just it's interesting to see how life was versus life is and um, so yeah I like that now I believe we're going to talk about <clears throat> excuse me so you is this um your first trip to california um no actually i've been there a few times fair fair and again this is probably your first pop culture con though correct it is yes fair now you know if you are there and you're having a great time and you get to meet dave and stephanie mm -hmm. and maybe even walter but Really, the reason you're going is to potentially meet the world's biggest celebrity, me. <laughs> I don't ever tell them whether I'm going or not because I like them to be surprised. Okay. And, um, but, you know, I'm always full of surprises trying to get things going. If, um, if you had to choose your own method of, uh, how you would die, whether it be glorious or anything, you know, a scary movie, what, what would you choose for yourself? Hmm. Well, probably I would want to die being a hero, like, I don't know, maybe stopping a terrorist attack. Okay, so we... I know a lot of people say, oh, I just want to go gently in my sleep. Well, I'll do something big. <laughs> so explosions for you. Yeah. <laughs> so perhaps we'll just strap some C4 to the chair, maybe a couple sticks of dynamite. If, if I'm going to save the world, if I'm going to save the world by, by jumping uh, on, then yes, I'm up for it. That, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Surely um, you will save something. <laughs> all right then um we will get uh peggy all good and blowed up uh, so the rest of you who are out there i just want you to remember that i'm always waiting i'm always watching and i'm always ready for my next victim so at this point i think we'll blow peggy up <laughs> and then we'll hand it over to kevin <laughs> Welcome to the lair. This is beyond. This is beyond the lair. Uh, so we've gotten Ke Peggy out of her uh, interview with uh, the MythMaster, and unfortunately, um, it looks like he uh, he blew her up. But uh, you know, she kind of asked for it. So anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, congratulations on winning the OCC challenge. And is this your first like time being published, or had you been published before? No, this is my first book. In fact, Jenna Sparks did um, did the cover. Oh, nice. See. Okay, yeah. Um, when she sent me, like, a mock-up of the cover with my name on it, like, it took my breath away. 
It's the first time I ever saw my name on a book, and that was amazing. And I, and I have to agree with you. That is an experience all on its own in that you can write something, and you can have something kind of even published on the World of Myth website, which is what I've done. Right. Best. But when you create something and you put it into print, and it, it's actually a physical thing in front of you that you're even, even digital, somebody's like, this is going to be you. This is what you have to look forward to. That moment, you're like, oh my. It's, it's surreal because all of your effort and all of your work, uh, all of your work has just become to fruition uh, in a physical right. form. And again, for you, this is going to, this is, you know, this is just, you, you really just started your journey in this part because yeah. not only are you, 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 again, have the excitement of being chosen. You had the uh, experience of being, hey, this is your physical book. Congratulations, you know. Right. And, and now you're holding your brand new baby. But but here's where you know the things really get excited. You're gonna have people who are getting excited to not only meet you, but they're going to want your, your book autograph. They're going to be reading and and taking into their hands this thing that you've created. So now you're going to be having all these. Hundreds of people, you know, coming up to you and, be, and now again you're sharing this experience with them in a way. Does that mean I'm trying to get that across? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that would actually be amazing, right? Um, but again, like I said, it's almost like you're giving a piece of yourself to these individuals. Uh, you know, again, whether it be through just a book or, or an autograph, you know, and again, maybe even like a two to three minute conversation in that. You know, right. maybe they've already read the book and, and they say you know this is my favorite part of the book and then you have that conversation you're like wow I'm really glad that inspired you or you know I'm glad right. it, it, it touched you in such a way that you've mentioned it so you know having having those moments uh, you know either now or in the in the near future when your when your book is published and you're handling out to people um, it's going to be interesting because, like I said, uh, having been published myself and then having somebody kind of comment back on their experiences with, with that material, you're just like, wow, okay, um, that's really interesting that, that you thought that. Uh, and also, I, I do want to address the uh, the t-shirt uh, that I can see, but nobody else can see it. Again, uh, <laughs> Peggy is uh, stating on her t-shirt that anxiety is her superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it were super strength or invisibility, but it's, it's anxiety. I'm stuck with it. No, no. I might as well celebrate it. No, that's fine. I mean, I I don't think um, a lot of people, um, you know, understand like anxiety. I I, I myself kind of like uh, personally had an issue where I didn't know anxiety was triggering a certain like physical. Uh, oh yeah, reaction. yeah. Um, because for a long time, um, I can't remember what it was called, but like I would get anxious, and mm -hmm. again I didn't know it, but my anxiety would cause heart palpitations, and so my heart palpitations would freak me out, and therefore make me more anxious. <laughs> I mean that's exactly what happened. As well, yes. So it, it's like you can't wait for losing because one triggers the other. So right, right, absolutely. You know, when you don't know what a heart palpitation is or what's going on, and you're just freaked out, it's just like. Ugh. So, but yeah, I uh, over time I learned to recognize not only what uh, the part the palpitation should feel like, 
but but also like um, how to kind of deal with that anxiety as it sets on so that it doesn't trigger a heart palpitation or something right, like that. Right. And I think that... And if it does, and if it does trigger heart palpitations, you just have to understand that I'm okay. It's yep. just anxiety. Yep, yep. You're, it's, oh, actually, yeah, to touch on that, you did say somewhere, I think it was in your bio, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's still this huge stigma, you know, towards mental illness. And, you know, mental illness, it's just illness. It's just illness. People are still scared to talk about it. They're still scared to get help. And, you know, there's help out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and, and the big thing about that is I, I personally, and again, I think it's more... How do I want to say this? The old school men that don't share their feelings or don't talk about, you know, their emotional issues and they carry a lot of weight on themselves. And again, that can be something that is, uh, I think the word's detrimental. Yeah, absolutely. To, to absolutely. You can actually yeah. damage yourself by not getting that uh, poison. I'm going to say poison out of your system. Right. And, right. and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily that somebody attacked you or did something bad. It's just, I often kind of say that I'm not allowed to have a bad day. <laughs> everybody, everybody freaks out when I have a bad day because I don't have many of them. And oh. I don't. I honestly don't. That's and it, lucky you. It, it, well, I mean, when I say bad day, I say bad day emotionally. <laughs> Um, I've had rotten days before that have nothing to do yeah, with yeah, of course, emotions, of course. But, but there have been, you know, days when I like, I'm just not okay, and, and it's not, yeah. any, it's just not, yeah. any, it's not anything anyone did, uh, or anything will do, uh, it's just that I am 100% not myself, and unfortunately, right, you know, right. The, the people around me get to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know what? So, I mean, I address that issue like in one of my poems. What you have to do, you have to acknowledge that you're having a bad day. And then you just have to be very kind to yourself. Say, okay, I'm having a bad day. Let's, you know, let's take it easy. You know, I actually, I wrote a story this morning and it was called Pity Party. And what I've learned is, you know, instead of just feeling sorry for myself, it came after three rejections in a row. And, you know, I started feeling bad, and I was like, hey, let's do something about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to throw myself a pity party, and I got myself some ice cream, and I turned on my favorite movie, and I just, you know, like, sat down and relaxed on the couch, and said, it is a bad day, I'm just going to, like, celebrate it, and I feel better. No, I, I think that's important to do that. Um, it's important to kind of take a breath, take a step back. Uh, even even the understanding that you're not okay. Like I said, as long as you recognize that. Right, uh, right. And again, you're going to get those people who are concerned, and they're going to want to fix things. And, and again, I've had to look people dead in the face and say, listen, I'm having a bad day. There's nothing right, There's right. nothing you did, but you cannot, right. you cannot fix this. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think that, that people, especially women, are so busy having compassion for other people well, sometimes you just really have to have compassion for yourself. Amen. Yeah, I will say that 100%. Give yourself a break. Um, that, right. that's, that's the most important thing you can do. Is, right. Is, is cut, right. cut yourself some slack, you know. Right. Um, you know, as, as a grown adult, you know, you have to 
for me, it's like, you know, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a job? Do you, you know, are you able to pay your bills? And, you know, as long as, long as those answers are yes, then you know what, guess what? You're, you're functioning as a basic human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I keep a gratitude journal, and I try to write five things a day. I don't don't always remember, but I do it as often as I can. And you do have to remember those little things, like especially if you're having a bad day. Sometimes you'll have this really delicious cup of coffee. Mm. It makes you feel a little bit better. Sometimes a friend will call, and you'll have an expected, an unexpected, wonderful conversation, and that's you know something special to write down. And I think. Uh coffee is an amazing amazing liquid um i of course have you know sugar and cream um in my coffee because you know reasons i like i like to flavor up my coffee um so let's talk about um again your journey from not even you know being recognized to now you've kind of again got recognized as an occ person and then from here, you're gonna again. You're gonna go to California. So, after PCE, and again, I think you may have mentioned this already, but we're gonna talk about it again. Um, are you gonna to continue to enter a contest for PC or for OCC? Are you gonna to continue to write more now? Yes, I haven't stopped writing at all. And as a matter of fact, one of the great things about winning this contest, when I entered it, I didn't know if I had it in me to write a book. But now that I've done it, I know I can do it again. One foot in front of the other, yeah. Yes. Uh, so for those people that, again, um, don't know what this is like and haven't been on this side of the fence, and, and maybe they're considering either starting writing, maybe they they're, don't have the confidence. Um, and, and again, I think it's that first step, but I'm going to ask you, if you were to talk <laughs> to a younger version of yourself or a younger writer who's just like, you know, how do I get to where Peggy's at? What do I do? What are my steps? What advice would you personally give to somebody out there who wants to write or, you know, like I said, just become an author? Yeah, well, you know, writing is very hard. You really have to develop a thick skin because you're going to get a lot of rejections. Even the most amazing writers get a lot of rejections. But, you know, it's very subjective. Sometimes I'll send in a story to one publication and, you know, they'll send it back, you know, no, no, not for us. And then I'll send it in somewhere else and they'll say, wonderful, we love it. So you just can't give up. I would also like to say that um, write for yourself. Write things that make you happy, that are important, yeah. to, you, that are important yeah. to you. Um, right, put right. Your, put your passion on paper. And right. Well, you want to know something? A lot of the characters that I write, in fact, um, you know, I have a story in that book, Natural Instincts, um, Tales of Witches and Warlocks, that Stephanie Barty edited. Um, so my main character in the story is dealing with a mental illness. That's awesome. And I really want to put characters out there and really humanize them to say, you know, they're not crazy. They're just people that are having problems. And that you can work out those problems. And, and I think when a hero or a character or anybody in a story has a, a, like a human problem, something that <laughs> is legitimate, you relate to them. And I'm going to touch base on this real right. quick. Um, the, most, the more current Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, I didn't want to like it. <laughs> um, I, I went in with very low expectations of Robert <laughs> and, and the movie in itself. But 
the one huge bit of respect that I'm going to give that movie is they gave uh, the Bruce Wayne character these issues. Like, he, he was withdrawn. He, was, he wasn't this big philanthropic, you know, uh, gussied up guy. Like, every, every Batman up to now like that's been in movies uh, starting with Michael Keaton they've all been super rich they've all been super debonair you know oh we got the woman oh we've got all these gadgets and rich you know and just swimming in money but when I look at this Batman uh, I see that he is he may be rich but buddy you can't tell it like he's I can't think of the word I want to say tortured uh, and just withdrawn and he's not this over-the-top person. And for right. for me, I relate more to that character than I do anything. Any of the other Batmans, I'm like, wow, I really like that this Batman has these issues. That, But he's still, right. he's, he's still moving forward with his mission and what he wants to do, but it's like he's overcoming everything else, you know. And again, the money, it's not like plastering your face. Uh, right. So that's a very important thing. Um, that's a good recommendation. I'm going to put it on my list of things to watch. Yeah, I mean, like I said, just go in, go in with low expectations. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> there, there's Colin Farrell. I think no, it's not Colin Farrell. He would kill me. I think I don't think he's in that one. I can't remember the name of the guy who's. Maybe it is Colin Farrell who plays the penguin. Anyway, he knocks it out of the park. Uh, again, Robert Pattinson, not a huge fan, but man, um, <laughs> he destroyed it. It was great. And even as a work of fiction, um, uh, there's a great car chase in it, which I was like, normally <laughs> Bat Batman usually does pretty good at car chases, but I was like, man, this <laughs> this car chase feels like real. It feels like something I could actually see um, <laughs> on the highway. And but But yeah, I really like the way, the complexity of that particular character. Uh, and, <laughs> and again... There's a couple things, again, if you're a detail person like this guy, um, you notice things in the movie, you're like, why does he have that? And then later on in the movie, you're like, oh, that's why. Because, they, again, they make the Batman in this one more more like he would be as a person. And, and I think, like I said, there's a, little, there's a little bit of tech in there, techie science fiction, but it's not, it's not so far-fetched that we couldn't actually do it. That's the thing. Right, um, right. So I'm like, wow, okay, it's it's really really cool. Um, so again, you know, I I think that again when they do that that way, that was a good deal. Um, so let me ask you another question um, because it just popped into my head, and and I know this is a crazy question, but um, do you have in any kind of like fan fiction or anything like that, uh, movies otherwise, do you have a favorite villain? <laughs> um, not really. Okay, that's fine. You, you don't have to have an answer. Um, yeah, I don't. So let's ask another question. What's the one movie you would recommend to person? Like, what's your favorite movie? You could always watch it no matter what, and it's something that like you think everybody should see. The Martian. The Martian. Is that the one with... I love that movie. Is that with Matt Damon? Matt Damon, okay. I am going to put that one on here. I think I don't think I've actually ever seen that one. Oh, you know what? I read the book first, and it was one of my favorite ever books. Love that book. And then I saw the movie, and they really did it justice. 
yeah I think we'll put that we'll put a link for that on your on your um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times whenever we're talking about this stuff in the podcast, people are like, oh, I want to see that. So I usually put links for like movies and stuff that we talk about uh, mm-hmm. down in the written section. So again, if you're hearing this and you haven't seen those links, they're usually below the written part of the interview. So um, you'll get you. There's two sections. There's the written interview, which is, again, you fill out your bio. So we kind of go over what, you know, about you. And I ask questions from that sometimes. And then uh, there'll be the link. So they'll have that written part for people that like to read. Yay. And then here in the podcast, like I said, we kind of talk about generally those things in the movies. And we just kind of relax mm-hmm. and, and we go from there. Um, do you have a, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you have any motions that you go through to kind of prepare yourself for writing? Like, do you get, like, anything that you do to kind of prep yourself? Um, you know, not really, but if I find that I'm stuck for something, then I'll go out for a walk and just think about it as I'm walking, and then sometimes like the ending will come to me. Right. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of just other things to kind of like talk to you about because, um, bear with me. My mind has gone blank. It's been a long day. I've spent like most of my I, again. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Peggy is a very patient person. Um, I was a very bad monkey, and um, <laughs> I originally scheduled her interview for, for for Friday, and I totally dropped the ball. I normally don't have um, to work. I normally don't have Fridays off, and they gave us Fridays off, and I, I played hooky all day Friday from any kind of responsibility there was. So, yeah, Peggy was very forgiving in that manner, but... Again, now that I've met her, and she seems like a really great person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you uh, kind of sitting down with us and hanging it down, and um, just sharing sharing a moment with us. And I and I think, like I said, your your fans will get it. And uh, if I'm mean, again, you said you're continuing to write. Are you going to continue? So I'm gonna bear with me. Um, are you continuing to write for the world of myth, or is it kind of like? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you know what? I love sending in stories to Stephanie. Because she always, like, sends the nicest response. And then it's printed in the World of Myth magazine. And then it's Jenna Sparks reviews it. Right. And she's so nice. Wow. I just love listening to her podcast and how she compliments everybody. Stephanie is a good egg. Um, she does, yeah, she does a sure. lot of um, She does a lot of behind-the-scenes work that 90% of the population doesn't see. Um, she has a very large amount of hustle and I think yes. that hustle started a long time ago when she originally gave her elevator pitch to Dave for her first book and mm-hmm. the both you know the two of them are a nice little duo that they work really well together they work off of each other but again right. uh, myself Dave and Stephanie also kind of do that um, we actually work really well together and uh, we make a good team um, we pick on each other a little bit because I think it's more like a brother-sister kind of thing, um, you know. And uh, but yeah, they're they're good folks. I met them in California. Um, I think it was before COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. So I was there for PCE then, and uh, mm-hmm. like I said, if if available, I will probably be there again. I met a, a lot of super nice people that I have interviewed them. I've read their works and. You know, like I said, seeing pictures and kind of like interacting with them like virtually is one thing. Right. But 
and I'll use a, an example. Um, I interviewed Melissa Elms once, and really super nice person, like completely educated, very nice. And then mm -hmm. I met, and I met her in person, and I'm like, oh, she is such a nice person, like absolutely genuine, 100% cool person. And um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's great to meet these people. I've met Steph, and like I said, yeah. it's like I said, you kind of it's it's just weird. I mean, I'm. When I went to PC, I, I think I met Dave for like the first time ever, mm -hmm. and I think I had known him almost like twelve years, and we'd never wow. we'd never physically met, and right. so to finally meet the you know the infamous Dave Montoya, it was pretty sweet to do that. Right, right. But uh, but anyway, um, like I said, um, you know, moving forward, you're going to continue to work uh, right for the world of myth. Um, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And again. That is where your fans can kind of come to continue to see your work. Is that I like to diversify as well. I, I send things out to a lot of different publications. Okay, so, but again, that that's one of the avenues. Now, I didn't know if you have right, a, a, right. a website or um, somewhere. I else. do have a website. Bingo! That's actually what I was trying to get to. I'm, like, I'm trying to get to that little finish line of again when your fans say, hey, I want to read something else by Peggy, what's your website that we can send them to? You know what, and, and it's all because of the OCC. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't have a book. Yeah. I, wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a website. I wouldn't have an Amazon page. I have a Goodreads page. It's amazing what came from that. And I, I've heard that from uh, Melissa, too, because, again, I think she was the first official OCC winner. Um, right. Even though Stephanie kind of, like, technically was the first one. It just wasn't recognized like these are. Right, um, right. But yeah, I mean, really big things for, for Melissa. She's, you know, again, published. She was there at PCE, big old to-do. And again, you're you're in the hot seat next. So again, I think it's a really big thing for you. Um, but yeah, um, where were we? I was trying to figure out. Oh yeah, your website. What's, uh, what's the name of the website? Okay, so it's Peggy Sue 445 Peggy Sue 4.4.5.wixite.com/slash/by-site Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do is email me that same link. Okay. <laughs> what I'll do for you in return is, again, I'll make sure that that link gets put onto our, our written interview as well. So that okay, again, great. your your fans can kind of continue to enjoy your works as you as you choose to put them out there. So it, uh, it's so funny that you say my fans. I can't imagine having fans. <laughs> well, I mean, you might as well get used to it, honestly, um, because they're there, whether you like it or not. I mean, it it, it is kind of an unusual thing to get used to, um, especially for for me. It, it's still kind of one of those things that it kind of catches me off guard every so often because. Again, nobody nobody cares about Kevin. I mean, I don't know that anybody reads my writing or anything. But if I so much as put on a cape and talk in a voice, then <laughs> then everybody loses their minds. <laughs> well, I do I do listen to your podcast. Well, thank you. I like I really enjoy listening to people speak who I read every month on the World of Myth. Right, right, and I and I do too. Um, I, I like I said, that's why I really enjoy this show. Is it is it kind of like if you've read, you know, um, who was another person? Uh, goodness sakes, I can't think of their name now. They're just total blank. 
But anyway, let's just say you've been reading this author's work for months on end, you know, and you're like, wow, I'm really, really a huge fan of Peggy. And then now you get to hear them in the audio and you're like, oh, I want to know right. everything Right, and, and it's is. amazing. I find that I have so much in common <laughs> with so many of the writers. Yeah, um, yes, in the fact that they are extremely cool people. Um, they're actually normal, <laughs> they're normal people. Um, but I think... I, I would never call myself cool or normal, but okay. I, I'm I'm a good judge of character. I, I think you're a good person. Um, like I said, you're you. really laid back. And I, again, like I said, your your journey is really starting. And I and I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, I've kind of been there where you've been. Uh, you're going to be in in that um, center of attention area. And this, just like I said, it's going to be a ton of people. They're going to want your autograph. They're going to be smiling. They're going to be asking questions. It's going to be your 15 minutes of fame, which, again, at this point... Is, and I am looking forward to it. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, no, but you've earned that. You've earned that. Because, so, you know, marketing a book is one of the hardest things I've ever done. 100% agree. Yeah. And, and it's not just a book. It's yourself. Because, bear with me, nobody, yes. nobody's ever yes. heard of, of Peggy Gerber before this year. Right. No one. Right. And, um, you know, and again, before she got her break, nobody even knew who Stephanie was. When she first came to us at the World Cup, right. you know, she was a little timid. She was a little scared. But now, buddy, poof, she'll, she'll uh, you know, give it to you if you're not careful. She, she uh, gives me a run for my money pretty much every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, now, of course. Um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work uh, that goes into things like this. And uh, again, just want to give those people the proper respect. But you know, again, bottom line, um, congratulations! You you have a hundred you. you've a hundred percent earned this. Um, Thank you. And uh, but yeah, I mean, enjoy every moment. Shake every hand. Bump every fist. Uh, you know, sign every baby's forehead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be something that you'll ever get tired of at any time soon. Uh, simply because, like I said, I I can't. How do I want to say this? I think it's going to be great the first time you have a conversation with a fan who's, yeah. who's read your book or read your work and said, hey, right. listen, right. Th this right here, this is everything to me. And right. Well, you know, my, my book is about my journey with anxiety and all the different things that I learned along the way. I kind of feel like if I could help one person feel a little bit better, yeah. then that means everything to me. Exactly. And, I, and I'm so glad you said that because that's actually the kind of way that I live when I talk about my mistakes or things that I've done, mm -hmm. and, and I always say that if I can help just one person um, right. Get, right. get through this struggle, um, you know, emotionally, uh, verbally, however it works, but, you know, if, you, if you've ever been hurt or down and, and you have found the secret to climb out of that hole yourself, um, I think it's on you as a decent human being. To be like, hey, right. let me let, let me let me reach down and help you up, and, right. and kind of help you through this moment. But, right, right, and, and in so many cases, people just need need to see, you know, somebody understands how I feel. Somebody needs to care. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I've I've had that conversation with myself several times. I'm like, I just need one person in my life to care, and right. I have several. I know that, but there are times right. when. Right. When you're like, well, family doesn't count. Well, friends don't count. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 you're, do. and you're just so beating yourself up. You're like, ah, nobody around me counts. I just need somebody outside my life. To, and I'm like, wait a minute, dude. 
but but yeah that's the that's the crazy thing about my mind sometimes but no um again peggy thank you so much for sitting down with us today um oh thank you so much and again what was the what was the name of your book so that people could come be a young lookout for it well stumbling in crazy town stumbling in crazy town okay that sounds like a local life here where i live stumbling in crazy town right. <laughs> um so again stumbling in crazy town by peggy gerber is it already out on amazon is that correct it, it's actually it's actually been out since february okay so again as you're hearing this uh if that sounds like something that you definitely want to get a read on uh then i would go to amazon pick up peggy's book please leave a review for her because again yes, that would be right see and, and yes. I, I didn't even have to prompt that um because that's the biggest thing you can do it's good it's bad it doesn't matter um tell peggy your thoughts on her book uh because that that tells her that a number one you read it <laughs> uh num number two that it affected you either negatively or positively um in either way um uh, you know as an artist i think she could look at that and go oh wow i didn't think about that or you know, I, I didn't realize that it could affect somebody this way. And, and again, that may inspire her to create more works of the similar nature or go a different way. But um, as always, just again, leave a comment for an artist. Leave a review. Yeah, um, right. Do something because, again, that that I can't say this enough. That is somebody's heart and soul. That is hours of passionate work. Um, and again, for you, it's personal experience. It's trying to help somebody else out. And there's not enough of that in this world. It's helping somebody else. Right, right. So, yeah, I would urge you again, uh, go and pick up Peggy's book, read it, leave her a comment. And uh, again, uh, Peggy, do you have any uh, parting comments that you'd like to say before we could stop today? Oh, no, just, you know, thank you so much for inviting me here. This was really nice. <laughs> it was fun. Good, good. Uh, that lets Dave know that I'm doing my job. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And again, I just want to say thank you. And again, this has been Kevin. And of course, you know, the Mythmaster. Um, with the Mythmaster Beyond and of course, the second part of the show called Beyond the Layer. So again, if you do like this podcast, we ask that you please like and subscribe. And uh, again, you know, if you ever want to leave a comment for me, I'm more than happy to read them. Maybe even respond to him because I also, as an artist, like comments. <laughs> All right, everybody. You have an excellent day, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>